Disclaimer, all views, thoughts, and ideas expressed on this podcast may or may not represent the opinions, thoughts, and views of St. Louis Story Stitchers. Stop and take a trip down on my block where you see hidden potential, young minds sharper than pencil, and ain't afraid to speak their mind if they got something against you. We standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride. Hate will cease to exist, let's put our differences aside. From my side to your side, from Dutchtown to Southside, from Penrose to North side from Benton Park to Old North to West End the West Side. We bless when we step out. We stand down, rise up, stand together, wise up. This is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. Season 3, Episode 55, titled COVID Vaccine Fear and Facts. Dr. LJ Punch leads a live QA about the COVID vaccine at Strauss Park. And stick around afterwards as youth leaders discuss their fears of the COVID vaccine. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Why should people get the vaccine? Well, you know, should is not the word for me, right? Um, you have an opportunity to protect your health in a way that makes sense for you. The truth is, even though it's the second year of the pandemic, it is still here. And there's a new version that's kind of like a really bad Tyler Perry movie right now. It's like the character keeps reproducing itself and it's getting nastier and nastier. The Delta virus that's out there right now, the strain, is really good at spreading. So it's not what you should do, it's what you choose to do to protect your environment, your community, your body. And actually as young people, you have a unique responsibility right now because you are the ones that can both fight and shut down this pandemic if you choose to, or you're the ones who can carry it in your bodies because you're healthy and strong, but your grandma and your grandpa at home can't fight it the way you can. So it's a really interesting time for young people right now when it comes to the pandemic. I'm never gonna tell somebody you should, but I ask you, what do you need to know so you can make the best decision for your body and your health right now? I'll turn the question back around to you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so I know like there's two shots of the vaccine, right? Right. So do, do people need to get both shots or would it be okay to get one? So the kind of uh, vaccine that's the most available right now, when you get the first shot, it's kind of like this. You're going into your immune system and you say, there's a bad guy in town and your immune system says, you're a bad guy, I'm gonna get you out of here. I'll see you to the door and kind of push you out a little bit. When you take the second shot, the bouncer is up front saying, you out, I'm not having it. It's ready to go. Your immune system is pumped and you're ready to fight it for real. So that's the difference. When you only take one shot, especially with the Delta virus, remember, it's like a really bad, bad dude. It's going to show up and maybe get past before the bouncer can even stop you. So it's all about getting your immune system trained and ready. There's other ways you can support your immune system. That includes sleeping enough, eating food that looks like plants, getting enough vitamin C and zinc, managing the stress because stress increases your cortisol levels, which drops your immune system ability to fight. And then one of the most simple things that we're all doing right now, which is cover your face and keep six feet. If we keep doing those things and we make a choice to protect our bodies in a way that makes sense, yeah, <laughs> we can fight it. The thing about it is people are worried the vaccine's gonna make them sick sicker than COVID could make them. And the truth is, it is a little bit like having the flu because you got your immune system fired up enough to make a bouncer that's ready to go at the door. The problem is you could get much sicker. And like I said, maybe make somebody in your family sick if you got COVID. And that's the sad 
true part of it. We know that Missouri is having an absolute second horrible surge because of the Delta variant of the virus that's making our numbers look like they look the worst part of the winter. And it's summertime, we should be out together, right. dancing, battling, chilling, and having fun. So when you make the choice to put the vaccine in your body as part of your immune health, you make the choice not just to protect you, but like I said, to protect your whole community. I have two teenage daughters that I uh, am considering yeah. uh, getting the vaccine. Can you help me by giving me information and giving us information on how the vaccine will protect our teens? Okay, so first of all, we know that the two vaccines that have been the most commonly used, Pfizer and Moderna, the two-shot vaccines, are approved for people age 12 and up. So your teenagers are included in that. And we know that if you get that vaccine, you have an extremely low single digit chance of getting severe COVID so much that you would end up in a hospital or being able to seriously give that infection to somebody else. Now, what does it do? Vaccines are genetic information about the virus. So like a Xerox copy of the recipe for the virus, okay? but only a little piece of it. And it's wrapped in a fat package that gets it inside your body. Uh, you get it into the muscle, your body looks at it, it takes that genetic information and starts making more Xerox copies of that little piece of the virus. And then your immune system says, whoa, you're not supposed to be here. You're from the south side. This is only a north side party. You're out. And it makes proteins that recognize it, tag it, and let your immune system kick it out, literally. The next time your body sees that protein, it's ready to go and recognizes it as something not from around here, tags it, lets your cells grab it and get it out of your body before it can multiply to the point where it makes you sick. Viruses are not normal life forms. They don't have the ability with their own machinery to reproduce themselves or to make copies of themselves. They're basically packages of genetic information that use their host immune system and body to reproduce and thrive. They're kind of basically like zombies in that way. They're not really alive, and the hard part then is that they're really hard to kill. Bacteria have a life cycle, so you can take them out in the beginning, you can take them out at the end, but viruses are just like zombies using you to reproduce themselves and then make you sick. So the whole thing is, unlike a bacteria infection, you can take a pill, you can get a shot and wipe it out because it's a vulnerable thing. But viruses are just like, you know, what's that show? That crazy show where the zombies, you know, whatever, pick a show. Walking Dead, yes. You can't just take them out. The only way you can take them out is to knock them down, drag them and kick them out with your immune system. That's why your immune system is the only way to fight a bacterial, I mean a virus infection like COVID. And so that's why eating, sleeping, stress, getting plants inside your body, getting sun, vitamin D, zinc, and C are essential. And that's why taking the shot totally changes your ability to fight that infection. You cannot fight COVID without a strong immune system. And basically the vaccine is bringing a bouncer to the party. So for your young folks, my thing is, Yes, they might have some short-term reaction, feeling like they had the flu for a day or two. But then, when school starts, and it's this party, or this club, or this bus ride, 
They're going into the public again, not afraid. When the big, big, big Spanish flu hit us in the 1918, 1920, it wasn't the first flu season, winter, fall season that made people the most sick. It was the second year of the pandemic. We still have a lot of work to do. And with the Delta virus variant and everything that's going on, we're still very vulnerable. And once again, young people have the opportunity to shut this pandemic down because they're the bodies that that virus wants to take advantage of right now. So getting ready for the school year, being vaccinated is a big step forward to their freedom at the cost of a couple days feeling lousy and taking an ibuprofen. That's kind of how I put it together. So basically, again, when you take the vaccine shot, you train your immune system to recognize COVID because the only way to get rid of the virus is to fight it through your immune system. All right. Welcome, 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 my beautiful people, everybody out there listening, all of our listeners, everybody who is supporting us through this journey. Today, we have a range of youth from 16 to 24 years old. And today we're here to talk about COVID and COVID vaccination fears. So without further ado, let's get into it. I'm going to have the youth go around and just state their ages and what part of St. Louis they're from. I'm 23 and I'm from Florissant. I'm 20 and from Western. All right. All right. I like those. Look at those ranges. Well, I'm going to break the ice by asking the first question. How are you guys holding up and how are you adjusting to life post-quarantine? So, honestly, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, well, I know a lot of people went through a lot of things like during COVID, during quarantine. Uh, but honestly, I'm still going to limit myself on where I go, the people I interact with, because it's still, we're still in the pandemic. We got to realize that. I know places are opening up, but me personally, I want to be on the safer side. So I want to do everything I can to keep myself protected as well as others. For me, it's kind of changed depending on the context. Cause um, at my school, most people got vaccinated. So like we don't have to really wear masks as much. And so, but when I'm back in the city or back where I, I live at in my neighborhood, like it's completely different. Like everybody has masks on. There's still like a lot of the quarantine aspects to it. And so I definitely have to be careful, but in a lot of my, at my school, like it's not really a big deal anymore. Mm, okay. So we have a different perspective depending on who the youth is. Second question. How do you guys feel about the mask mandate being lifted by our very own president? Is it too soon? Do you think it was well overdue? What's going on? What's your thoughts? You saw the death rate in America. Insane amount of people dying. And the fact that mm -hmm. they're going to just lift the mandate like that, that's kind of strange to me if you think about it. Right. So many people are dying every day and they continue. it's starting to rise again, especially in uh, Illinois. So I'm just saying like, it's not safe out here. So we've already talked about how COVID has affected us and how the pandemic has been going on. So right now we're gonna get into our fears with the vaccination as a youth. Are we scared to get the vaccination? Have we already got it? What's your guys' thought process on the vaccination as a whole? Yeah, for me, it was just like a practical thing because mm -hmm. I was in a space in terms of like my work study in school mm -hmm. where I couldn't risk like, being out of class or being away from work for like two or three days that just wasn't possible for me right because i already had to miss a number of days of school for different things that came up exactly so it was more just like practical like i can't i don't know how my immune system will respond to the vaccine so like 
what I shouldn't get it yet or mm-hmm. just wait on it. Actually, I got the first dose like a week ago now. Okay. So I'm waiting to get the second. I felt good. I, my arm just hurted after right. for like the whole day. <laughs> so that was like the only bad part that happened. But it's still like it was too much of a risk for me at that time to right. like have two separate times where like I could get sick. Possibly. That is true. Like that was I can't do it. Okay. I could definitely agree with you. I feel like my fear with the whole COVID vaccination is that it came so fast. We've had AIDS in the world for how long and they still don't have a cure nor a vaccination for it. The flu, how long did it take for us to get a vaccination and a flu shot in development? So it's just like, they came with it super fast. This only happened, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago? So for me, that's probably the biggest concern that I have. Anybody else want to touch? I mean, I'm I'm nervous about it too. Um, Mm -hmm. They're finding more things that, more side effects that can happen, like the inflammation of the heart. Right. They uh, just found out about that, discovered that personally, like one of my friend's mother, she had the vaccine Mm -hmm. and she actually got COVID from it. Wow. And she lost a function, like a brain function that's automatic, like to breathe. I I forgot what this is called, your uvula, I think. Mm -hmm. And she lost that function, so she has to go to speech therapy to remember how to breathe. It's just like stories like that, that scares me. And then like you said, like some of the vaccines are not even FDA approved, but they say, get the vaccine and we'll give you like a $10 gift card or something like that. Exactly. It's just so sketchy. It's giving me purge vibes. Yeah, I'm like, I really don't feel comfortable. And that's the thing that's in the back of my head. I got to think about this. I'm like, what if I react like bad to this? Like, what if this makes me get COVID and mm-hmm. I, I don't recover from it. Because um, from my uh, personal experiences with my family, like when they received it, uh, when they got it and got COVID, like something shut down and, you know, things are different after they recovered from COVID, but they're not fully the same, you know? Right. Like some, uh, I'm not going to say who, but uh, someone I know, they're like taste buds are not the same no more. Like Ooh. they can't taste no more. You know, we got to have our taste buds, you know? You know, you know I'm trying to enjoy <laughs> my food around the world. But, right. You know. <laughs> my next question would have to be, and one of our youth already touched on this. So say a place where you guys work or go to school at says that it's mandatory to get the vaccination. Would you get it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm actually going through that right now. Ooh. My school is requiring everyone to have the vaccine. Yup. And, uh, you know, I respect everyone for trying to be safe. Mm-hmm. It's just personally, I don't, it scares me having, being mandated to take something that you don't know what, how it will affect you, right. your body. For me personally, when it comes to visiting people, especially within the pandemic, I've tried to limit my visitations, especially when it comes to my elders, like my grandma or just older people in general. I really try to keep my distance. If I do go and see them, I have on my mask. I got my hand sanitizer ready. I'm prepared for it. But I definitely understand your question. I just don't think that me personally, I have to be forced into getting the vaccination for other people. I would rather just not be around. But that's just my personal take on it. No, even if I do get like the vaccine, I'm still gonna wear my mask, not gonna lie. Right. <laughs> I, I haven't been sick, uh, thankfully. Like I haven't been sick for like a year now. And I think it's because like 
the mask like just cuts off so many germs, yeah. bacteria that's in the air. So even if I did get the vaccine, I'm still gonna wear wear my mask like wherever I go. Right. And, and you know, it's just cozy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely agree. Yeah. So amongst us as youth, do any of you guys have questions that you want the rest of us to answer? I do. Like, do y'all think that some of it is just the generational effects of like African-Americans being used as like guinea pigs and experiments and stuff like that? Okay. Or like certain, um, even just in our neighborhoods, like families just being abused by medical officials and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think that that has a negative effect on our views of getting vaccinated? For me, I would definitely say yes. Just for the simple fact that everybody knows about the syphilis experiment, they tried it on black people and how many of our black and brown sisters and brothers died, all because we were excited to take the vaccination. We were excited to be guinea pigs without even knowing that we were being guinea pigs. You know, it kind of, like I said earlier, it gives me Purge vibes because if you guys have seen the first Purge, not the first movie of the Purge, but the movie titled The First Purge, they put it in black neighborhoods and they said, we'll give you this money if you participate in the purge. So that's kind of what the vibes are giving me right now. It's just like America has always played their safety based on black and brown souls. So I definitely agree with the statement that you said. I'm definitely worried about that. And it's one of the reasons why I have doubts of getting the vaccine. Yo, 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 you know what time it is. It's time right now for our Pick the City Up art interlude featuring an original piece by Tradon Rogers called Dear Saints of Louis. Dear Saints of Louis, what do you want St. Louis to be? A history rich in both prosperity and chaos. A city where both slaves and free blacks once lived together. A city that was once defined as a world-class city, the fourth largest city in America, where the World's Fair was hosted where the 1904 Olympics Games was housed, where St. Louis Blues was brought to life, home to Maya Angelou, Nelly, Tina Turner, and many others, where greatness is and again must be. But first, what St. Louis do you now see? Because St. Louis hasn't been saint to me. St. Louis is traded in his glory for calamity. Vacant and amity, we demand in reconciliation. We, saints of Louis, abandon philanthropy. Our willingness to lift the city. Giving our hands to reach down into the ground. Lifting our home to the standards we all seek. Because St. Louis hasn't been saint to me. Will you reach out and make this city saint with me? Come and grab a brush and paint a place with me. Amazing and awesome. A canvas worthy of the first name saint you see. We are saints of Lewis, allowing malevolence and poverty to take sovereignty of our home. Our public schools occupy with my fellow youth, whom are filled with promise and pain, tangled in this ancient endless chain of survival, the system, disdain, in neighborhoods where brothers blast each other in the brain. Some come into the school to escape, and some even more beat down by the school they thought was safe. Even in those civil walls, even in those walls, a civil war waits. Our youth dying or either leaving this city. And I can relate. I am Ferguson, wounded and needing assistance. I'm Kenlock, bought out of existence. I am the Delmar Divide, still very much resistant. But I am change, coming into the distance, persistent in my aim to knock down the insistence of chaos and violence and suffering that leeches our city, of its proficient strive to thrive beyond where it is now. I believe in our potential to change the atmosphere of this city, to move it gradually towards an unshakable unity and saintlyhood. St. Louis hasn't been saint to me with all this divide and distress, pain and duress. My youth are failing so I cannot digress and rest. 
from the urgency of what I express. So please press past yourselves and reach and protest with your hands and heart. A Louis better than what it is now. A St. Louis to be correct. A city, a place that I can call home. Where I can sleep without gunshots filling my ears. Where I can see unity among my peers. Where greatness and heroism has volunteers. Where our collective values and principles are clear. Where saint embodies our years. And I'm ready to work for a St. Louis becoming saint, you see. Because nah, it ain't to me. But it's very faint, you see. It's there in parts of our history. And the rhythm in our marches. And the joy in our celebrations. And our hearts and faces. And saints of Louis, this is where it all starts. With us. Let's do it. All right, guys, we're coming back from our break. We're ready to talk to you. We got some new youth on stage within the podcast. So now you're going to hear some very different perspectives from the first round of the youth that you just heard. A lot of people, they didn't want to wear masks from the jump. They, right. they felt like masks were naughty at all. And I feel like now that they're starting to see more and more people are starting to get COVID and more mm -hmm. people are starting to get vaccinated also. But I feel like it's just, you know, a lot of people, they feel like they're forced into it, so they don't feel like they should do it. Because right. if you're if you're forcing somebody to do something that they don't want to do, of course they're not going to want to do it. But if you show them that it's actually working and it's actually helping, then I feel like you got a better chance of helping people get vaccinated and helping people actually understand what they're, what they're getting and understand right. what's happening, what you're putting inside their body. Because if, if they don't know what you're putting inside their body, they don't want it inside their body. Exactly. So I want to know, what do you guys think about America within the pandemic? A lot of people were saying we were one of the last countries to get hit by COVID. So with us being the most centralized country that we should have been prepared for it. Do you guys share that same perspective or do you think it was something nobody could have prepared for it? Was it just an unseen circumstance? What's going on? Um, I feel like certain parts of America were knew, knew about it. Like when Trump was in office, I feel like he knew it was coming, but he didn't prepare the rest of us for it. So the White House, when he was there, he was prepared for it and he knew it was coming, but he didn't prepare the rest of us for it because I guess, like you said, guinea pigs, it's just they, they wanted to see how we would react. It's like they wanted to see, like, how we were before. Like, it's like we were regular then, boom, out of nowhere, it's just this thing. And then we blame it in on China or the, all these things. And that. Like, I don't think you can prepare for something that you don't know is coming. Exactly. I don't, like, you got you to gotta prepare yourself mentally and physically for whatever is coming. But if you don't know it's coming, you can't prepare yourself for it. That's how I feel. Okay, so the placebo effect, got you. Anybody else? I think already being like politically and socially fractured, like it really wouldn't have mattered if they put mm -hmm. precautions out there. Like I think a lot of the same division would have existed. Like this pandemic has like furthered a lot of our division right. as a, a people and has just further cemented the um, divide and challenges that we face we were already facing and dealing with right. since the presidency, um, last presidency, but it was like more right, than usual. Right. Like something felt like really off about it. And it just seems very agenda driven on Agreed. both sides, like Agreed. highly do this, but there's like some silver lining or okay. something underneath it. It's just- If I can add on to that, um, yeah, I feel like with that, it's just like a lot of people, they still, even if we were prepared for it, I feel like they still wouldn't have cared or mm. wouldn't have done anything different to where they could, you know, say, oh, well, COVID is here, but 
you know, I was prepared for it. I knew what to do, and like, mm-hmm. I don't gotta worry about it at all. To the point where, like, I, I can go outside and still be like, okay, um, I ain't gotta. Well, I wear a mask, but I don't really have to. It's not, it's not to the point where I have to. Right. Like I'm in quarantine and all that ton of stuff. But I feel like, like you said, it was an agenda on both sides. It wasn't just, you know, one side was like, okay, this, this, and that, and third. But the other side is like, well, we don't know what's coming, so forget it like we just right. don't continue on with our lives and if it comes it comes if it doesn't it doesn't but when it actually hits and you like oh man like we knew it was coming but we don't know what to do about it now mm-hmm. it's like if you prepared yourself mentally and physically like i said before then you feel like you have a better chance of fighting what is coming towards you okay actually i feel like a lot of the youth actually share the same feelings that you guys were thinking because if you think about it we're young our immune systems are a little yeah. better than most people so we're just like if we get it oh, okay it's gonna be like the flu or the cold yeah. you know we didn't think that we had to take it as serious yeah, but that actually time. right <laughs> that actually brought me to the next point about the vaccines do you think a lot of people are holding back from vaccines because they want the pandemic to continue because you know within the pandemic it was some people's worst experience, but it was also some people's best experience, the stimulus checks. A lot of people would say that even with the protests, with the Black Lives Matter protests, people say that that's one of the strongest movements that we had in a while. So a lot of people are saying there were a lot of positivity coming from the pandemic. So do you guys think that that's why a lot of people are closed off from getting the vaccine because they want to continue the process of pandemic? You know, people are getting unemployment. You're getting all this free money. Why stop? I had a quick question. Like, what do you mean by uh, the movement, like, improved or was strong with the Black Lives Matter movement? Like, what? I was just curious, like, what you meant by that. Basically, I was just saying a lot of people in the media, especially amongst the youth, were saying that this was almost another civil war. Just because the political movement was so strong, like with George Floyd's death, a lot of people were coming out. We had all 50 states join us in solidarity. That's the biggest Black Lives Matter protest that we've had since Mike Brown, since Trayvon Martin, you know. It was another spark of interest regarding Black Lives Matter. So that's just all I was saying. Some people, that may be the case, like they, like they, oh, like all this money coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have your body, but I feel like mm-hmm. also there are some people who will be like, well, this happened to me and I feel like it was the worst thing that could possibly happen. Right. But for some people, it'd be like, well, I was already in the house. I was already, you know, didn't really go outside anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But it's still like positivity with that, like the Black Lives Matter movement. I feel like it did get stronger mm-hmm. during this process. I feel like um, a lot of people are gaining their voices doing this. And like for us young people to be able to go through this like this is something that we've never gone through before this is right. new to everybody like this is you know like in the past years we've never seen anything like this but for us to go mm-hmm. through it now i feel like it's like our mentality has changed we've become stronger mentally we've become stronger physically and i feel like also that we have the chance to you know grow together mm-hmm. even though we're not physically together we have we have a chance to like grow as a communities, right. grow um, grow like in ourselves basically. I feel mm-hmm. like because I know I've grown a lot doing this. Like when it first started, I was I was outside a lot, but I was like not outside to where I was like oh partying all the time. I was outside mm-hmm. doing stuff that like would actually help change things. Okay. You feel me? Like I was outside doing things where 
it was like, you know, just showing the youth that you have a voice that you can use and you have a platform that you can use. Like social media is the platform that everybody uses, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all, all that stuff is a platform that you have a voice on. And if you use it for negative or use it for positive, I feel like you should mostly mostly use it for positive, but hey, that's just that could be just me. But okay. it's also it's still a platform that you can use your voice, and a lot of people use it in positive ways. Like I don't know if you guys seen that video where um the uh, he was in a I think he was in the army, and you know the police mm-hmm. they uh, stopped him. He was at uh, a gas station, and yeah, and like um that that was that was a just really a weird situation to me. I feel like he's protecting and serving his community, but you still look at him different because of his color. Mm-hmm. And that sparked the whole movement in itself, right. really. And that happened through, through COVID. So I feel like that's one of the, it's a positive thing, but it's a negative thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it could be positive and negative and can still have the same outcome. Right. Okay, definitely agree. 2021 and 2020 was definitely one for the history. It was one for the books is going down as one of the most chaotic years ever. We were in a real life Jumanji game. Anybody else want to answer the previous question? <laughs> yeah, that goes back to that platform thing where I was talking about mm-hmm. you have a platform that you can use. And as you, as it looks like you use your platform in a positive way, like I feel like some people, they follow like, they follow people who tend to uh, gravitate towards positivity. Like me, I don't like to surround myself around negativity. Like if you're, if you have a negative vibe when I see you, like it's like when I, if when I first meet you, and you had this vibe where I feel like it's negative, I don't want to be around you. That's just me. I don't, I don't like negativity. I don't want to be around you if you feel like you have to be negative all the time. So if you, if you surround yourself with positive people and you, you're positive yourself, I feel like, yeah, you're a person I could be around. You're a person I feel like. Um, maybe that we could we could take steps together to like maybe like you know improve both our platforms like we could create content that can improve both our platforms and like spark a movement for ourselves Mm -hmm. so like we can have our own black lives matter type thing you feel me but it's just the youth they tend they tend to um take towards social media for violence and things like that and a lot of time, I feel like they they feel like it's funny for the moment, but after 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 that's over, what do you have left? It's just like, well, I got to laugh out of that, and now, well, all this stuff is going on because of what, what I was just laughing at, and it makes a whole lot of difference for people who've actually went through it. So like, I feel like, um, also that recent TikToker who who just got shot, um, I think his name was Swaby, something like that. Yeah, that was. That I know that impacted a lot of people because he was a big TikTok star and uh, a lot of people followed him because mm-hmm. of his positivity. Like, he wasn't on TikTok doing things for violence and he wasn't, like, you know, posting guns or gang signs. or He was doing something positive and he was actually gaining a following from it. So I feel like that's the best thing. That's the best thing that you could do, like, gain a following for something that you feel like you have talent in and right. something that you can actually gain from and gain, like, a... Fan fan base, you can gain a lot of a lot of things from that popularity. Popularity not even one of the things that really pe- people really think about. That's true. And in pop culture, right now in pop culture, getting back to the vaccine, a lot of people are pro vaccine, but a lot of people are against it. So I want to know, yeah. what are you guys? Are you willing to get the vaccine? Have you already had it? Are you scared? What are those fears? Yeah, I got it. I was scared at first, like 
I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I was scared to get it, but it's just like, um, once, I, once I knew what I was getting myself into, I was like, the steps for me was like, what I was thinking about before I got, I was like, is it worth it? Is it worth getting? Because mm-hmm. I don't know what the outcome will be. But taking steps toward it, I had to learn more about it before I would actually consider getting it. I had to know where it came from, what what was the um, side effects of it? Would mm-hmm. it, like, what would happen to me if I if I did decide to get it? What would happen if um I didn't decide to get it? And I had to think about my family too, not only think about myself, but my family too. Like, because right. I'm in a household with my little brother who's eight, then my dad and my mom. My mom works at a hospital, mm-hmm. so if I if I get it, and then she she goes on and she has it and she takes it to work with her, then there's even more people that has COVID and there's even more people that you can uh, pass it on to. So I feel like, I was like, okay, yeah, I got to get this because that's something I could could protect myself, but I could protect my family too at the same time. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get it. And Dr. Punch, who was here uh, a couple of days ago, she Mm -hmm. was, I got it from there too. And it was like, she gave me a lot of information about it and why I should get it on why it would be uh, good to get it. And I felt like that was just led me to actually getting it. Okay. And yeah, I did feel weird a couple of days, you know, felt like I was sick or something. But after that couple of days was over, I felt I felt good. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is this is something that I could get. This is okay. something that I can encourage people to get if they do want to. Like, it's, it's your choice at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to get it, then you get it. If you feel like that, um, you can protect the ones that you love, then yeah, then I suggest that you get it because that's something that you could protect yourself, but you could protect your family. And I feel like that's what I, that's why I decided to get it because I could protect okay. my family. So he is pro vaccine. He says, let's get it, let's do it. He's yeah. fine. He took it. He's good. That's Anybody not how my else? Dad, that's not how my dad thinks. So my dad is like, <laughs> he thinks if we get it, they, <laughs> we all going to turn to zombies or something. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, hey, well, if you don't get it, you ain't gotta get it. I ain't gonna force you to get it, but man, right. I was like, if I, turn to, <laughs> yeah. if I turn to a zombie, then at least you're here to protect me, man. I was like, yeah, just tie me up or so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But all right, speaking of, so a lot of the youth, they said that the doctors aren't addressing it. It's not coming out to the public. So let me be the first to invite all of you, all of our listeners, everybody that's tapped in to come watch the next Stitchcast Studio live here at Straws Park on July 30th. We'll be focusing on the facts of the COVID and the vaccinations featuring our special guest, Dr. Equals, the director of the Department of Health. So that's a big thing. We want to invite you guys out just like we did this time. And I would like to give a round of applause to everybody that we have involved on the podcast, all of our youth, all of our listeners, our engineer. So let's give it up. Any last comments or thoughts that you guys want to close it out? Any questions from anybody before we're done with the podcast? No? All right, well, we're good. Everybody be safe. Thank you for coming out. We really enjoyed you. I thank all of my youth. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, we want to give a very 
special shout out to the Stitch Cast Studio sponsors. Stitch Cast Studio Season 2 in 2021 is sponsored by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund three-year grant from 2020 to 2022. Arts and Education Council, PNC Grant, and Lush Corporations, the Charity Pot. Peace in the Prairie is presented with support from Missouri Arts Council, a state agency which receives support from the state of Missouri and the National Endowment for Arts. Additional support is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, Missouri Foundation for Health, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, and Kranzberg Arts Foundation. Already knew that that beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.